0: All right, we're back. Good to have you along. It is a uh, Friday evening, but uh, before we let you go for the weekend, got to fill your head with some knowledge about the Disability Law Show. That's what we do here. We discuss all the things under that uh, particular banner. It can be confusing, right? Whether you're on the uh, plaintiff side or whether you're starting a claim or whether you've been denied, you've been asked to appeal, so many different things. And There's also accidents we talk about this time of year. It's it's a it's a chock-full show over the next half hour, so listen up and contribute any time as well. How? Help at disabilityrights.ca. Again, help at disabilityrights.ca. You want to get a hold of Savan Tamarkin or Brandon Ferrante. Both are here, courtesy Sam to Tamarkin LLP. Phone number, toll free, always invited to call one 821 5900 Okay, fellas, we've got a lot of emails and questions to get through, but I think you wanted to start off with something right off the hop to get us, uh, get us all warmed up. Savan, what do you got, pal?
1: Yeah, John, I wanted to start off by talking about something that's really common now. I mean, we're in winter, there's ice, there's snow, the conditions are not great, and they keep oscillating, right? Between above zero and below zero, freezing rain. Even outside my house, it's difficult sometimes to to walk. You you feel like you're going to slip and fall. Certainly, I see that when I go to the grocery store. I see people being very cautious when they're walking towards the store. So it's no surprise that we get contacted by many people across the province, across Ontario, who have slipped and fall and injured themselves, sometimes badly, uh, for help to understand what their legal rights are. And oftentimes, John, we don't get contacted by the individuals who were injured, but by family members or concerned friends or colleagues Who want to help those people that they're close to to understand what kind of compensation they are entitled to. You know, and before people out there say, look, you know, it it could be just a sleep and fall. It could be that it's no one's fault. That's possible. And by the way, if it's no one's fault or if it's the fault of the person who slipped and fell, then I tell them that when I speak with them. In other words, I don't sugarcoat it. But if I think that your slip and fall was caused by the negligence of someone else, the store owner, the plaza owner, the person who was responsible for doing winter maintenance, who didn't put salt, who didn't, you know, plow or, or clean the area, well, then you know what? They have legal liability, and that means the person who's injured is entitled to compensation. And my job is to give them information about that and to educate them, and then they can make a decision what they want to do about that. So let me tell you about one specific call that I had this week. Uh, it's a lady, she's 53 years old and uh she's in miss she lives in mississauga and she was on her way uh to to i think a dentist appointment and there's a little plaza where she was passing through and she slipped and fell and she fractured uh, her right ankle and it was a pretty bad fracture because she had to be taken to the hospital surgery etc now, she uh, she works in a store. She's a teller, so she's on her feet. So she's going to be out of work for a while. She doesn't have any access to disability benefits. Uh, so she's going to be obviously off work on EI sick benefits. But what happens, she asks me, if this is more permanent and she has difficulty standing now in the store and doing her job? I mean, this was her source of income. Her husband is retired. He's disabled. Uh, she was earning no more than I think about $40,000 a year. But she's concerned obviously because it's very difficult to make ends meet especially nowadays with inflation and everything else now her concern to me even though it was about work it was about can i get the uh, whoever's re- responsible for not maintaining the area because the place was not salted it was not taken care of it was very slippery she asked me, can I get them to at least pay for my rehabilitation, right? I'm going to need to have some physio that's not through the hospital. I'm going to need some treatments. I don't have any health benefits package. And so her focus really was just on that. And I'm not uh, minimizing it because it's a very important question. She's going to need those treatments and somebody's going to have to pay for them. She can't pay for them out of her own pocket. But You know, as a lawyer that deals with injury law, I immediately understood that this is a much larger claim. For her pain and suffering, she could potentially be looking at 60, maybe even $70,000 in compensation. For her treatments, forget about just covering the treatment costs. If she cannot go back to work or she has difficulty working, I'm just a quick math for you. She's 53. Let's say she was going to work till age 65. That's 12 years. Let's say she's losing $10,000 a year in work income because she can't work as many hours as before once she gets better. So 12 years times $10,000, just the income loss could be $120,000. By the time you add in pain and suffering, medical expenses, rehabilitation expenses, you could be looking already without me even, you know, sinking my teeth into this claim and getting all the necessary medical reports that I need. Over two hundred thousand dollars that this lady may be entitled to. So I'm not, you know, I, I want to be careful of simplifying this. Not every case is the same, but I can tell you that I've had cases of this nature where somebody fractured their their hip, for example, and had to have surgery. And I remember those kinds of claims settling for five hundred thousand dollars, six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Not every case is the same, but you have to understand that you have certain rights under Ontario law and one of the nice benefits of speaking with us is that first of all it doesn't cost anything and second of all we never pressure you to do a thing all we do is give you the information you need we give you the menu of options we explain to you and your family whoever wants to participate on the call or the meeting and then you are armed with this information and you know exactly what you need to do when you need to do it and what kind of dollar numbers you could be looking at in terms of the compensation that the law allows you to get
0: Again, guys, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 821 is a way to uh, to call anytime, get a hold of Brandon or Savannah or their respective teams and help at disabilityrights.ca. Let's switch over, guys, talk a little bit about car accidents, benefits, and tort. What all that means, Savannah, give us a breakdown, pal.
1: So just like we talked about slip and falls and the kind of compensation you can be entitled to for that, by the same token, we're seeing a lot of car accidents now. Because it's winter, I mean, we have them obviously, you know, throughout the year, but in the winter, we see a ton of them. And one of the things that people often miss out is they don't understand what their legal rights are when they're involved in a car accident. And frankly, I don't blame them. They tune this out. They see ads on billboards. They see, they hear ads uh, on the radio. They see them on TV. All these injury lawyers talking or, or not even talking, just basically saying, come to us, we've recovered millions of dollars for people. Ignore all of that. Forget about what these lawyers are telling you in terms of everything they've done and just understand what your rights are. Then you can make a decision as to what you are entitled to and what you want to do in terms of getting that compensation. So let's go back to basics. I want to keep doing that because we have a lot of new listeners. When you're involved in a car accident in Ontario and you are injured as a result, if it is your fault or not your fault, irrespective of fault, if you are injured, you are entitled to, or you're going to be entitled to, certain benefits from your own automobile insurance company. If it's not yours, if you don't have one, it's the insurance company that insured the vehicle you were in. If you are a pedestrian hit by a car, well, then it's probably going to be the insurance company of the car that hit you. Either way, whether you're at fault or not, if you're injured, you are going to be entitled to certain accident benefits. Brandon, who's a paralegal at our office, who specializes in accident benefits, is going to talk about that in the context of some of the emails we get. But you need to understand, if you can't work because of an injury after a car accident, you are entitled to certain benefits, income replacement benefits. So he'll talk about that. He'll talk about medical rehabilitation expenses and other types of of benefits. By the same token. If you are injured in a car accident and it's partially or fully someone else's fault, let's say you were a passenger and the driver of your vehicle made a mistake, or it's another car and driver of another car that hit you from behind or sideswiped you or made a wrong left-hand turn, whatever the situation is, if someone else is partially or fully at fault and you were injured in such a way as to have serious injuries, by the way, by serious, I'm not talking about being, you know, in a coma, God forbid. I'm talking about uh, anything that prevents you from potentially working or, or earning the same income in the future. Anything that changes significantly your lifestyle into the future. You know, we see that a lot with uh, traumatic brain injuries. We see that with fractures, a knee fracture, a shoulder tear, broken ribs, whiplash, concussions all these kinds of things, if you suffered an injury as a result of being in a car accident and it was somebody else's fault to some degree, you may be entitled to significant compensation from that person's insurance company. And I want to reiterate, that person's insurance company is going to most likely respond to this claim. Now, John, we're talking about cases sometimes that go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars if not millions of dollars in compensation. So it's absolutely vital for people to get the right lawyers and the right law firm involved early on. I have seen cases where people have come to me after a car accident, uh, actually not after a car accident, after years of being with another law firm or trying to do things by themselves only to get into various twists and messes with the insurance company because they think they can do it on their own. Trust me, you need somebody who knows injury law, who knows automobile insurance law it's a very complicated area this is what we do we specialize in that area we deal with disability law uh, so we know that stuff and and we will give you the information you need and we can do that over the phone by zoom in person whichever way you want and it costs nothing and at the end once you get the information you can decide how you want to proceed and so we'll go through some of the emails now john but i just want to get it out there to people that if you're injured in a car accident in ontario you are potentially entitled to two different types of benefits. One is accident benefits and the other one is a tort claim, a claim in law against whoever caused the accident.
0: Again, you may know these terms, but if you're not too clear on how to break it down, you can always call uh, Savannah or Brandon. Always ready to do, uh, take care of me. at least have that conversation. Get it started toll-free, of course, confidentially, and take your time with it. one 821 5900 Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. Travis, that's the first email I want to get to, guys, after the break. We talked about it last week, but we want to uh, dissect a little more and, uh, and drill down a little deeper. So we'll get to that after a short break here on a, a Friday evening. We, uh, we'll continue with the Disability Law Show. Hang on. All right. Welcome back, Disability Law Show on your Friday. Sivan Tamarkin, Brandon Ferrante here, courtesy Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP. By the way, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country. So that's saying something. Reaching out to the fellows and their team, it's easy. Use the phone calls; always good, right? 1-855-821-5900, Help at disabilityrights.ca. Now, I know, guys, we uh, we kind of covered Travis's email a bit last week, but we didn't uh, we didn't have enough time to to drill down all the way on it. And I know Savannah wants to spend a little more time on it. So, just to go back through it, Travis uh, wrote last week said, "Guys, I was hit by a car." when I crossed the road near my workplace in Mississauga last August. The driver was completely at fault, and the police issued him a ticket. I had a bad right knee before this accident, but it was stable, and this accident made it a lot worse, and now I need a knee replacement. I have no idea how long I'll be off work. I work in construction. Can you guys help me?
2: Thank you for reaching out, Travis, and I'm sorry to hear about the accident. You were involved, and in, um, of course, we can definitely help you out. Um, again, you'll be re- be able to receive those income replacement benefits and medical rehabilitation benefits for physiotherapy, massage, chiropractic treatment, whatever treatment that you will be needing. Um, I know that you mentioned that your accident happened in August and you have not opened up an accident benefit claim up yet, but I do recommend that you do so soon. Um, Even though you aren't approaching any limitations anytime yet, it is very important you start your claim up as soon as possible and I'll explain why uh first is that we want the insurance company to know that the reason you're needing treatment uh the reason why you're off work and any other benefit uh, that you may need through your claim is due to this accident sometimes people uh, open up their claims later down the road let's say a year later um the insurance company will question why you're deciding to open up this claim so late and we'll try to see if there's another reason another injury or incident that happened after the accident not before but after the accident um, that made your injuries worse uh, kind of leaning the cause of the injuries away from as a result of the accident and onto to um, another incident um, Another very important reason is to help build your claim and make sure you're getting all the benefits you need uh, For example, a lot of people don't know that they may be entitled to accident benefit uh, Sorry, uh, attending care benefits uh, after an accident and having a personal support worker help them around the house um, Because um, most likely um, doing these things yourself is gonna cause your ex- your injuries to worsen. Um, and uh, another, sometimes even, uh, let's say maybe in your case, you've been feeling a little bit depressed uh, since your knee was getting better, but now that you've been uh, set back, you may need to see, let's say a psychologist or a psychiatrist or maybe even your family doctor recommended uh, you see one uh, I know with family doctors and their referrals, it does take some time, uh, but you're even able to see one through your own acts and benefit claim. And we can help you and make sure that you see, you know, uh, let's say a, a psychologist or even sometimes a neurologist or optometrist or an orthopedic surgeon. Depending on whoever you need to see, we can make sure that you do get the help that you do need.
0: What do you think, Savannah?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a very good uh, synopsis, a summary of accident benefits in the context of uh, Travis's accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, one of the things that I wanted to cover here is this issue that he had a bad knee before the accident, which was stable, and then the accident made it a lot worse. And now he needs a knee replacement. You know, John, a lot of people are under uh, the impression that if they had some kind of a vulnerability, they had some kind of an injury or a condition, an illness that was exacerbated by an injury that was caused because of someone else. Someone else was at fault for this. They think somehow that they are at fault for the fact that they had a pre-existing condition. We hear a lot that phrase, pre-existing condition, in the context of insurance. And I'm here to tell you that when it comes to injuries, if you have a pre-existing condition that becomes exacerbated, that becomes worse, because someone did something negligently that caused you to get worse, that person... Who caused the injury? Who caused the accident? Is on the hook for, for the exacerbation. And so, you know, it's true that insurance companies try to often say, no, 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 you've had this pre-existing condition, so we're not going to pay you. But I can tell you, having done both defense work, working for insurance companies, but also working for people who are injured, who have been in the situation where they've had a bad shoulder or a bad back uh, or or a bad knee, a bad ankle, something else that became that much worse because of an accident, I've been able to get them a lot of compensation because now... They are unable to do certain things that before the accident they were able to do. So in this case, Travis says that he worked in construction, or he works in construction. Well, now he needs a knee replacement. Technically, that's a very serious thing. By the way, knee replacements are only good for X amount of years. My friends, orthopedic surgeons that I know, tell me that at some point you need revision surgery for the knee replacement. That all takes you out of work. It takes you out of things you do day to day. You're going to need help, physiotherapy, etc. I had a case, I remember years ago, where somebody who had a very similar situation, that person had some kind of a benign condition in their left knee. And in fact, that person didn't even know he had it until the accident happened. And he hit his knee on a part of the car because it was re-randed really, really strongly. Uh, and, and, you know, as a result of, of that hit, uh, he became worse and worse. His knee became worse and worse. He needed a, a knee replacement, and it just deteriorated. There were complications, etc. When we went after the other driver's insurance company, they came back saying, well, no, he had a pre-existing condition, and so we're not responsible, and I said, wait a second. This guy was working full-time. He was taking care of his kids. He was doing everything he needed to do. He didn't even know he had this condition in his knee, which was stable, and I want to underline that. The condition was stable. You, because of your negligence, I'm talking about the driver who hit him, you caused now this cascading effect of now him getting that much worse, needing knee replacement and every other issue that has arisen since then because of the accident. So you, i.e. the insurance company of whoever caused the accident, is on the hook. And you know, we went back and forth, and I pushed extremely hard, and I got the right experts. I got a, an orthopedic knee specialist, uh, some of the top uh, uh, surgeons uh, in the country uh, to provide expert reports on this, and we got this guy a lot of money for his injury but i can tell you that uh, other lawyers that uh, because they're thinking oh it's a pre-existing condition no 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 if in fact his knee was already getting worse and the accident didn't really do anything to change that course of the, of the of the situation of the knee getting worse it's one thing but this guy's knee was stable and this accident then put into motion this cascading effect of him getting worse and worse and worse and we could sh- we could show that medically financially and in every which way so it's really important to understand that if you have this pre-existing condition that's been exacerbated or aggravated uh, or worsened because of someone's negligence, because you were injured in a slip and fall or a car accident, whatever the situation is, you are entitled to compensation from whoever caused this or their insurance company. I, w- I want to put it out there because that's not something most people are aware of. John,
0: does the insurance company consider you know the possibility even if it's not? It doesn't really have any. You know, concrete evidence of it. Do, do they consider that low hanging fruit? Like right away, uh-uh, forget a pre existing condition. We're not going to cover this. That must be the in- first thing they try, right? 100%. Insurance yeah. companies throw everything
1: yeah. in the wall and hope that something sticks. And here's the thing. <laughs> you know, years and years ago, I used to do insurance work, meaning I used to work for insurance companies. I don't do it now. I hate insurance companies. I know why they're there. I can understand and appreciate why they're there, but I hate the way that they treat people who are injured and disabled. But when I worked for them, you know, uh, I think it was about 15 years ago or so, I remember specifically working for them, getting instructions from my adjuster clients to throw everything at the wall. If I saw something, a pre-existing notation in the medical records, I would do what I need to do on behalf of my insurance company client, and I would say, no, we're not paying because of this and that. It takes a good and strong lawyer on the other side who knows what they're doing, what he or she is doing, to say, no, we will not stand for this. You, insurance company, are on the hook, and you're going to pay. Because if you're not going to pay, we're going to make a judge make you pay or a jury. And by the way, most of these cases never go to trial. They never see a jury. They never see a judge. Because insurance companies understand that they can stand to lose a lot more. So they try and settle the case at some point. But it's, in a way, a game of chicken. And if you don't have the right lawyer or the right team of lawyers or the right firm with the resources and expertise on your side then think about that. I mean, you have an insurance company that has billions of dollars and is not afraid to just continue you know, uh, playing around with you and your lawyers. So you need to make sure you have the right people. But you're right, John, this is something insurance companies do all the time uh, and they're going to do it. They're going to do it in every case because guess what? People get frightened by that. People think that the insurance company is correct and they walk away leaving a ton of money that's owed to them in the insurance company's pockets.
0: Let's get to uh, Sarah's email, guys, for the remaining time. Says, hey, guys, I'm hoping that you can help me with my situation. I was walking my dog last winter, and uh, when I crossed the parking lot, a local medical clinic, I slipped on black ice and fell pretty hard. I tore my right shoulder and my right knee. I'm 58 years old and work as a server at a restaurant I haven't been back to work since that time, and I'm about to lose my apartment because I can't pay the rent. I'm broke. I can't even pay for more treatments. The area of the ice was completely icy and had no salt on it whatsoever. I don't understand why. I'm really angry about what happened, but I'm not sure what I can do. Can you guys help?
1: Wow, this is absolutely terrible. Sarah, I'm so sorry for what you've gone through. Uh, I, I understand why you're angry 100%, especially if the area was, was, you know, not maintained whatsoever. And, and John, this is a local medical clinic. you think the medical clinic or whoever's responsible for the area would understand that you're going to have yeah. people, right? Who, a more vulnerable population actually walking through there. Uh, Sarah, you, you are, I can tell you, just from the facts you've described, without knowing more, you are entitled to compensation and it's going to be significant. A right shoulder tear. I don't know if it's a partial tear or a full tear. I don't know if you're going to have frozen shoulder because of this i don't know if you have surgery or need surgery and your right knee if you've torn your meniscus i mean these are serious injuries Uh, you are looking at compensation here easily in the six figures easily i don't know where in the six figures is it in the hundreds of thousands of dollars like low hundreds is it 200 300 i have no idea i can tell you this in your case i would get all the information i would put all the proper entities on notice the clinic, the plaza owner, any third-party contractors that did not do their job that day, that were supposed to maintain the area. And I would get all of them to tell their insurance companies that there is a big claim coming. And we're going to go after them for any income loss. I really hope you don't lose your apartment, but I can tell you we're going to claim everything. Even if you lose your apartment, we're going to claim everything. And we're going to start this now. Time is of the essence in these claims, John. These people like Sarah,
0: I mean, their back's against the wall. We're, we're going to help her. Sarah, appreciate the note, and we are just about done for another Friday, but reaching out is easy for you. It's toll-free, first of all, the number, one 5900 the website, disabilityrights.ca, and you can always check in with an email. It might appear on a future show. That's help at disabilityrights.ca. Again, help at disabilityrights.ca, and we'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show.